Laws? Laws, what's wrong, Laws? What is it, boy? Speak to me. I, I ate too much candy, Kenny. I couldn't just leave it. I couldn't leave it behind. I ate it all. Even the cakes, the lollies, and the wrappers, too. I devoured hmm. them. But I've got this delicious cake for us to share. I guess I suppose I could have a few bites. A few moments later. Hey, guys, you ready for our candy episode? No. Uh, please. No. No more. Oh, but, but I, I have this Halloween-themed Tokyo treat box. If it is a Tokyo treat box... I suppose we could. I mean, it is limited edition. Hey, Tokyo treat. Call me. Call us. Avalanche! Tetsuo! Ganida! Onita! It's over 9,000! Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Wi-Fi. 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 Wi-Fi radio! And welcome to a new episode of Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast where we dive into the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle, and joining me are my co-hosts, Kenny and Lars. How Hello. you doing, guys? Now, um, my microphone is too low because I'm really good at operating this desk. Can you can you believe I wasn't given a job to do this? I'm so <laughs> proud of you. You're trying your best. And look, obviously you were just so excited for our candy episode that you were just focused on the cakes that we were eating before we started. I'm literally on a sugar high right now. It's what I need after this week because it has Mm -hmm. been very busy here in WA. There's been a lot going on. But that doesn't mean we haven't had time to watch some things. Mm -hmm. And we have many things to talk about. Always. Of course. Now, I do want to start with something you were watching, Kenny. Yes, Which is the... Is it Travelling Witch? Yes, Travelling Witch. Um... So here's the thing. Mm. It's pleasant until it's not, <laughs> and then it's pleasant again until it's not. What does that mean? It's like Kino's Journey, isn't it? Very much like Kino's Journey. Uh, the whole thing about it is that it gives you these fantastic premises, these great characters, this very intricate world building, and then every now and then it'll throw a situation at the main character which is just beyond dark. The implications no. are just... Kind of horrifying. Okay, oh like not kind of horrifying. They are downright horrifying in a couple of instances. That's not, wild. not family friendly. Horrifying. I wouldn't say not not family friendly, but uh, there's issues. Mm-hmm. Like, Fair enough. Yeah. What like looking at the like the PV and also just like the, art, the art for, for it and yeah. stuff. I haven't seen any of it yet. But it looks like it could be like Kiki's delivery service, kind of like a witch <laughs> on her journey, like trying to learn. Mm. So it's not. So is it kind oh, of no, it... like Madoka kind of dark twist or like how, w- how far are we going? I wouldn't say full Madoka. It's, it's more that it gives you implications of darkness. So this is kind of like, um, what was it, like the Forest Guardian one from a couple of seasons? Somali. Somali. So like Somali mixed with Kiki's Delivery Service? Somali mixed with Kiki's Delivery Service. And yes, very much like uh, Kino's Journey, as you mentioned before. With the darker elements. But every episode, I'm guessing, it's not a case of that you have to wait for six episodes. Because we've only got four, haven't we? So Yeah, no, they uh, seem to be very, very self-contained episodes. There are small callbacks and stuff. Okay. Would, Would you say it's a good thing that it's kind of got these little dark, twists whatever you're referring to or do you think it's kind of weird that they're doing I'd actually it? say that it works in its favor okay mm. that's good it uh, confronts the main character with these pretty just oh Con- concerning situations can you, can you give me situations an but great lessons uh there is um 
Okay, so she comes across a town which has been burned to the ground by a monster. Yeah, that's pretty okay. dark. Yep. Okay. And uh, <laughs> she and another person are setting a trap for this monster. They are doing this by using magic to animate the uh, slightly charged soft toys of all of the children that are dead in the town. Spooky Halloween! Yeah. Wow, that's a <laughs> bit... Uh... Yaiku. All right, <laughs> well, that, that, that sounds actually really interesting. So let's go from right. really interesting to utter trash. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's talk about my favourite, Our Last Crusade or The Rise of a New World. It is another dumpster fire of romance. Oh, uh, your favourite, Kyle. It's my favourite. You love dumpster I fire I have trash anime. taste. You have. <laughs> your taste is terrible. So, um, Our Last Crusade or Rise of the New World, or as I like to call it, Sword Art Online, the new expansion, um, uh. is uh, very much similar characters, similar premise where they it's... They look the same. They do. It's two characters who uh, you've got two people from... Well, I mean, okay, it's a different story to Sword Art Online, but it's the style of it and the feel of it is very SAO. Mm. I like early SAO. turned this on to watch it with my mate and he was like, I'm into this. And I'm like, yes, but you like sort of online. I literally couldn't handle 10 minutes of it. I turned it off because I was <laughs> like, this is every isekai ever. I know. They, and it, I, I couldn't do it. And you guys can't see, but I did roll my eyes at Kyle before and I just want it <laughs> on record that I was rolling my eyes because Ooh. this is just... I don't know. It's it, it's not a lot of show. It's another isekai. It's cut from the same cloth as all the other ones. So I, th I think it's uh it's fairly safe to say that I'm well in deserving of the statement mm -hmm. today. It's true. Um, but look, it, it is well for starters, it's not an isekai. Um, that that's kind of the big thing. So it is in that self-contained world, but it is still yeah. the same. It's the same formula. A likely story. And it's you know it is you know the classic you know oh my god Romeo Juliet two two opposite sides of the armies they're oh, coming together. No. It, it's really amped the team drama up. And I, I'm enjoying it. I do love some teen <laughs> but, drama, though. But the question is whether I will stick with it, like I did with Domi Xcano or um, Rent a Girlfriend. Okay, is Domestic it so? Girlfriend? So is it really drama. like rom com teen drama? Because if it's that kind of trash, I'm into that. If it's, it's not too isekai little... trash, then oh, I'm, it's it's not know. too isekai. It's quite interesting. Like in the second or third episode, um, he clearly can't you know get off his mind the situation he's been put in um like the like if it wasn't so drama driven this this would be a really strong story um just Classic putting it out anime. there but the, the problem is uh, i think for a lot of viewers will find that the background story which is really interesting isn't the foreground story it should be oh no then i'm just gonna get angry at it i'm yeah. just gonna be like why aren't we why um, focusing so, on that you know it's the it's a war between um the witches and the empire but there are still neutral states in between them and okay. so they go to a neutral city for him to try and get his mind off the battle because he was in prison for releasing a witch, um, you know, to let her get away because she was a child. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you one thing because that all sounds real good. That mm -hmm. sounds really interesting. Has there been, in the episodes you've seen so far, has he tripped over and fallen into a particularly well-endowed lady's areas? Or accidentally walked into the wrong hot springs because even when they're... No, in, oh, no. Oh. Okay, so then like, I will give it to, another try. To, to be honest, <laughs> one of the things which has sold me on it is there hasn't been any of that gratuitous content. Because, you know, so. I, I'm down to clown with, with that content, TM, mm -hmm. TM, but... I just it needs to be the time and the place and yeah. when I, I want a war show about witches and cool magic and stuff mm -hmm. and that's cool and then I want and some drama I want, I don't a want witches and the cool magic yeah I, I won't lie that the animation is really well done and the way they handle the politics between the the two countries mm, is really like well done politics. but I do wonder if that when we get to like the episode five six seven if that will be 
you know, become on the back burner as they focus on the two characters. Yeah, is it going to amp up or is it going to kind of fall on its yeah. own feet? Like, rise of the shield hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just had something stuck in my throat. It was it was slightly circular shaped. Um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but on, on the note of scumbags, scumbag system. Hi. <laughs> um, so when you guys were like, hey, what have you been watching this week? And as per last episode, I'm still rewatching Hunter Hunter. So yeah. that's what I've been doing. <laughs> but I've also been watching um, a Chinese anime or a Donghua, and I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, so I'm so sorry to everyone. But um, oh, watch out, someone will jump in the comments section and tell us. You know what? It wrong. That's like. fine. I'd love to know how to pronounce it properly. <laughs> anyway, a Chinese anime um, called Scumbag System is the English title, but the full title is Scumbag System Self Saving System, mm. which only makes sense if you kind of know what's up. So there's a guy. So it's called the SS. Sure. SS. Wow, it is. It's like five S's. It is five S's. S's. Um, So I know I just ragged on isekais, but consider this instead. (laughs) Is this this, uh, isekai? Okay, it is. All right. Okay, my bad. Whoops. Is is the main character spirited away after dying? Okay, maybe, but... By a truck? Does he end up having some really good powers? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. now I just now I feel embarrassed. And, anyway, and, there's, so and there's a hot warrior woman. Is, on are, the are, there's, are there some I game mechanics involved? Okay, there are, but this is cool. <laughs> okay, okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, it's Chinese guys, and it's gay. Oh, so there okay, we go. Yep, so, you, okay, you've got so, my this is, so this is a um, a BL series, so boys love. Um, by the same novelist that's also bringing out Heaven's Official's Blessing, which is oh. being, uh, that's being picked up by Funimation and that's coming out next year sometime. It's really exciting. And if mm. you've also seen on Netflix, it's called The Untamed, which is a live action adaptation of Modao Zushi, which is her other novels. So these are Ooh. her three novels, Scumbag System, Heaven's Official's Blessing and Modao Zushi. So Ooh. this in this one, yes. Okay, so the guy is a, is a critic of this online novel and he always reads it, but he always leaves really bad reviews. And he's basically mm. one of those like fans that is a big fan of something, but hates it. It's like, Oh, I love game of Thrones, but I hate everything about game of Thrones kind of thing. Mm. And so he dies at his keyboard when he's after he's finished the last chapter and he gets isekai into the book uh, and he wakes up as the main villain inside the book. Was he, was he leaving book. a was he leaving a, uh, a two star review to Probably, say that yeah, the guy was wasn't angry you know, about the, it. the villain did, wasn't good enough yeah, therefore make me the villain. Why did he die? Like what did he die? I think he choked on a pork bun. What? I can't really remember, but he what? choked on something. So he choked anyway, not the point. He died. He wakes up and he's and he's the villain. And he's like, "Oh no, I just finished the story. I know how the villain ends up in this end of the story. <laughs> I need to figure out how to befriend the main character so they don't hate me too much because I treat them really badly and I need to change this so I don't end up where the novel ends up. So it's sort of similar to... Um, my Life as a Villainess. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar. But Boy very Love similar to My Life as a Villainess. And Isekai, but not in the game. It's now a novel. Yeah, and the cool thing about um, the scumbag system, which is what it is, and the reason why it's a self-saving system is he can interact basically with the AI and the AI will be like, you can't do that. You're being too out of character. And it's like, oh. but I want to do that. How can I get enough friendship <laughs> points with the main character? <laughs> and uh, because of this is the way the novel goes, at least, I don't think that the um the anime will go this way but they do you know he's like trying to and he basically ends up accidentally romancing the main character and the main character ends up falling for him instead when he's like oh i didn't 
I didn't plan this. Mm. <laughs> so it's actually quite sweet. But um, this is on YouTube and you can access it on mm. YouTube. They're putting episodes up every week, which keep, is really exciting. Keep your exciting. eyes out for the uh, four kids dub of this. Obviously, oh, it will don't. not be the... Um, it will no longer be a pork bun. It will be a jelly donut. A jelly donut, everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's good. But you will be a little shocked because it is in full uh, CG. Mm. And when you first look at it, you might be like, mm, mm, I'm not into this. But it does kind of look like a really, really pretty like Dynasty Warriors style, like... Game ah, cutscene. Okay. So okay. it looks kind of like a video game in a way, which works for what it is. Yeah. I could use a good CG anime to take away the aftertaste of uh, Dragon's Dogma anime on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we will not talk about that. Yeah. But um, it, is, it, is, it is fun, and it's funny. Like, it's, it's a comedy, mm. so oh, yeah, give good. it a try. That, that's what you want. All right, well, let's. Um, we, we do need to talk about Halloween, because it is here, Spooky and that Halloween. means candy, and this episode is all about those shows that are going to rot your teeth. And I'm just going to reach over here to... Uh, um, we're, we're not sponsored, but I, I got <laughs> sent a big Tokyo treat box, candy, candy, um, candy, which candy, is literally candy. full oh of Halloween-themed oh, candies. My partner sent this to me, and I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> this is, so this is like a, a caramel corn yeah. like potato chip. So th- this is kind of <gasps> what got us talking about this, because Japan, even though they're not you know big on Halloween, they but still they do Halloween. it. On for you know they have the Halloween trains in Tokyo. Cthulhu's beard. This is the like pumpkin pie oh, Kit Kats. Well, I, well, I've got w- tarot um, pocky. Yeah, w- would you be interested in a zombie teriyaki <gasps> fish? It's, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's green. It's green. That's so it's, cute. It's horrifying. Oh, it's, it's green, like... sort of grey, depending. Oh, it's green and grey on each side. This has got but, Evie on it with a little witch hat. So oh. for, for some reason, Japan loves their Halloween Creme candies. Creme brulee, Creme brulee yeah. Nice so we Crack thought it would be really right cool to go and talk and look at all the sugary shows that there are because there are a lot. I love um, Japan. I, I, so <laughs> I don't say it enough. I love Japan. I love Japan. So we will dig I into too. this and we'll be right back after we get into the anime news. Making headlines. Really? Sort of. Anime news. Well, we're going to start off talking about a soy sauce flavoured chip called Chip Start. No, I'm kidding. This is not sponsored by Tokyo Treat. I wish we were, but we're not sponsored by anyone. We're wholly independent, um, except for Aaron, who we think might actually be sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Um, <laughs> um, what, but just him personally? Just his him existence? personally, his existence. <laughs> but let's talk about what's been making news this fortnight. And this is kind of a bit of, bit of a big important one. Sony it's could nuts. be buying Crunchyroll. Ooh, this mm. just happened today. Mm. This went up. Today. Yeah, this ca- so this has come up in the last twenty four hours. Now, this is something that has been in the works in the business realm, but it hasn't really been well known about in the uh, anime community until the last couple of weeks. So, uh, Nikkei Asia, who are um, a uh, well, basically they're a business uh, group over in uh, Southeast Asia, reported Sony has been entered into final negotiations to acquire Crunchyroll, spending more than a hundred billion yen. That's about nine hundred and fifty-seven million US. Now, wow, this that's so much money. It's a lot of money. Now the. The funny thing here is that the tech website The Information reported in August that AT&T, who currently own Crunchyroll, um, are offering offered it to Sony for $1.5 billion, So an extra 50% on top of what this is lot. coming through. Yeah. And they stated that Sony reportedly said nah at the price because that effectively meant every person on the streaming service, every subscriber was worth $500. 
And that's just not true. Wow, that's so much. I'm yeah. worth like at least six times more than that. <laughs> 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 well, like, just okay, my kidney is worth no. Um, Technically, yes. Crunchyroll's so, like what? 30, 30 Australian-ish? Yeah. I can't remember off my head. Yeah. and it's, it's not even it's, that much. It's, it's not even that much. It's like um, 20. It's about 20. Yeah. And it's uh, in the US, I think it's about 15 a month for the base mm-hmm. tier. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then they've come back and they're going to give them a billion anyway. Well, it sounds like AT&T went and shopped it to lots of other places and everyone else went, no. Nah because they didn't believe the evaluation of it. And they've, again, gone back to Sony and said, look, Sony, you've got the exclusive rights to negotiate us for what you think Crunchyroll is, mm. and we will have the end say of whether it's a yay or a nay. But the big question really here, here is, why is Sony going to buy it, considering Sony are already the pri- uh, prime owners of Funimation? They just want to buy up everything? They want to own everything? Like, yeah, I think, why? I think it might just be another big corporate grab monopolizing. Yeah, so it's, it's the question I of are we, are, we, are we going to see the equivalent of the Disney takeover with Marvel mm. and uh, the other things that are brought in with Fox? Um, mm. And that's kind of the concern, isn't it? Like, Are we going to see a reduction in the amount? I mean, it could be good from a consumer point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would not necessarily be good for the anime industry as well, a whole. I mean, maybe, because if you think about like let's just say they do so they do buy Crunchyroll and then they just release everything in all of the catalogs and maybe mm. they can charge a little more or maybe they'll make their own streaming service that's got all of Sentai and all of just Funimation everything just yeah. on one streaming service which actually wouldn't that be worse for them because then they'd lose people I don't know well it's see here's the thing this can go a lot of ways but the main way I see it going is because they don't Sony don't currently own all of Funimation they're just the majority shareholder yeah this would immediately give them full access to the entire Crunchyroll system worldwide that means they might then sell Funimation and the question is who buys Funimation well, then why would they bother selling Funimation? And, well, that, and they've just, just literally um, acquired and consolidated all of Funimation. Well, then wouldn't it make more sense that they're literally they're buying both so they can consolidate both? And if they consolidate them, that means that they can set the market price for animation for what they're willing to pay, meaning that mm. that could... Because you know, they got the monopoly on it. I wonder what's going to happen to Crunchyroll Expo then. Because yeah. like, if Crunchyroll is just going to be operating under Sony as its own thing still, they could probably still go ahead with it. Oh, yeah. But if not, yeah. like if Sony like changes it around. Hmm, yeah, this could all be really, really good or really, really bad. Or yeah. it could make no difference. It could literally or just be like you to, to be honest, they own everything. To be honest, it could not even happen. Um, yeah. that, that's the point we're at. Like we, This is just the information we've been given by Nikkei Asia. So whether or not that means it will go through, whether it's negotiations. I mean, often these sort of negotiations negotiations don't get announced until they're done mm. so it does it does make you wonder if maybe this is being put out there to make someone else interested in maybe just just chipping yeah, like sony's value we're gonna buy this what are you mm. gonna do yeah I don't know. well, well see. It, no it could be at&t going sony's gonna buy it would you pay more than this because this is our bottom offer basically and sony isn't actually gonna buy it so what we're so. asking dear listeners is if everyone could just uh wire one billion us each to the kawaii fi uh, <laughs> paypal then we could own Crunchyroll. <laughs> it'll be called kawaii fi lab <laughs> kawaii fi roll <laughs> crunchy roll wait Crunchy lab. Crunchy fi roll. I'm down for this. Crunch fi. Crunch fi. Okay, that's fine. We'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll workshop we'll, we'll it, guys. Don't name. worry. But yeah, just anytime <laughs> you just want to send money through, feel free. Or, I mean, maybe if Tokyo <laughs> Treat wanted spots. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Okay, I was wrong. It was, an, it was an apple pie Kit Kat. Oh, <laughs> you're looking through the guide. Yes. Um, so let's focus well, on the task I'll, at hand. There's I'll, important I'll, things to talk about, like... Yeah. Kaguya-sama Season 3. That is important. Season 3. It's yes. very important. Now, um, this has been announced in the past fortnight. Um, the official Twitter account for uh, Kaguya-sama Love 
Barbie's Wars TV anime announced on the, I think it was Sunday just gone, that the anime will get a third season as well as an OVA project. Now, OVA project doesn't suggest it's just a single episode. Yeah, it could just be mm-hmm. like, it could be, well, it could probably be th- not a movie. It's probably ma- just Maybe like, two or three specials. It could even be six. Like we've seen OVAs yeah. that like have like a full on mm. mini arc. You know what we know. haven't seen of Kaguya-sama? Well, a beach episode. It's probably just going to be a lot of beach Haven't episodes. We? That's what the OVA. I'm pretty sure we have. Okay. I swear I'm going to put tell, to like 20 bucks on that right now. It's going to have a beach You're episode of the OVAs. 20 bucks on a beach or episode hot or hot springs. Um, yeah. I'm going to mm. put it as the summer break. I reckon. But that's both beach oh. and hot springs as well. I am going to put money on a holiday to somewhere foreign. Okay, so we're going to holiday. Sort of like how K-On went to London. Okay, all right. Okay, so holiday, so holiday. I, I say... Well, I, actually, here's the question. Is it going to be something from the manga or will it be in a, it's no, an it's OVA? New. It's an original. It's new. So this could be literally anything. So beach episode, I'm going holiday. Beach episode or hot springs. Yeah. I'm going to say probably a... I, I agree on a trip, but I don't think international. I think they're going to go to Kyoto. Oh, nice. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I feel. Yeah. Like okay. so, it's going to be a trip somewhere within Japan to trip a well-known locally. location. Oh, yeah, I think you might bet. have it because Kyoto is very, very traditional. Yeah. Unless, mm. I don't know. They could. It's an OVA. They could do what they want. I mean, yeah, it's either Kyoto or in your case, Okinawa or in my case, I don't know, Paris. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Paris could work considering they had that whole episode Japan about the Paris, cons- Paris. Uh, thing. Yeah, so much. Um, but look, this is uh, the OVAs will launch in 2021. Um, third season should be coming after that, which means three years in a row we're getting Kaguya summer. Do you guys Wicked. know this is so incredibly random and mm. off topic? But did you know that's actually like. Uh, in the Japanese embassy in Paris, they've got like a particular place for people that go to Paris from Japan and these Japanese tourists are so surprised that it's not like this beautiful uh, Monet-style like Parisian Western wonderland. Mm. They kind of have culture shock and this is a phenomenon that happens so often that they have people like allocated to deal with the Japanese tourists that come from Japan, which is clean and where people, you know, like their... Like to clean up their city, and you know Paris. If you've been there, it's you, you, dirty. Yeah, gosh darn. Right. Gosh I think darn it has dirty. a charm of its own, but it's, yeah, it's, it's got a charm it's of its no own. Tokyo. But yeah, the, there's nothing stopping anyone yeah, going from go there and they're like, using oh my a gosh. wall on a street as it's a so location dirty. to relieve themselves. And they freak out and they have to go and like chill in the Japanese embassy. Anyway, that's just maybe <laughs> that, that's, that's what that's the OVA is about. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me Kikuyu is going to get culture shock? <laughs> I could see it. I could see Kikuyu getting there. I get a hundred dollars if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> um, let, let's talk about something that got you really excited. Right Hello, now. I'm here to yes. talk about it's 2021's coming and something that never, I never thought would ever happen. A meteor. No. Basically, no. for me, was Clamp, which is the big mangaka group. Mm. Tokyo Babylon, one of their oldest mangas, is getting an anime adaptation. Mm -hmm. And this is incredibly wild. And maybe there's only like 1% of anime fans that are also with me in the freaking out zone. Because it's just so old and it's... Well, I mean, the original manga series, I mean, admittedly it went through a couple, didn't actually finish the story, did it? Yeah, so Tokyo Babylon is a self-contained story, but it's the prequel, or you could say X, is the sequel because it came out second. And X is their really, really big work that was uh, huge and it was all about the battle for the earth and those magical Mm -hmm. powers and supernatural things and death and war and it was amazing. And then they literally finished it. Well, I say finished. They it went on permanent hiatus. 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 Yeah, that one. Yeah. It went on permanent pause 
just uh, just as pretty much they said and now the battle between the dragons of earth and the dragons of the sky or i can't remember mm. uh it happens now and that was the end yeah which that is was the that's end. a horrible thing to do that is but um, anyway yeah. tokyo babylon is a self-contained prequel so it's so fine but look, it's clamp very is important to like, me if, if you aren't aware of clamp clamp have done some incredible works that have been adapted to anime over the years card like, sakura mm-hmm. subasa reservoir chronicles mm-hmm. um angelic leia mm-hmm. uh tributes yep but the the thing that piqued mine and kenny's attention on this is the studio behind it Studio Gohans. I have no idea who this is. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Please don't hurt my baby. So this manga is so important to me. They were responsible for a couple of ones which are... Um, Shall we say not very well received? They okay. have notoriety in the anime community for How just bad? being... Okay, there's, they, they made Hit a me. series called Handholders. No. Was it no Handholders? Hand, Handshakers. 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 Which was oh bad. My God, they then oh made no. WZ or Wiz. No. Or W... Comma Z, which was like a sequel no. to. Well, they they were like it's definitely not related to hand uh, hand no, I shakers. This. It totally is. It totally is. It's I a didn't sequel. I didn't watch it because I heard it was it's so bad. bad. It's shocking. This I uh, have watched a little bit no. of it. It's interesting. Stylistically, it's Stylistically very very different from okay, anything you've ever PV seen. the PV looks really good. The Tokyo mm. Babylon PV looks good. Well, look, here's look, the yeah. thing. Um, I'm, so, I'm so scared go, so, now. <laughs> look, well, here's the thing. Like, I think Gohans, whenever they do an original anime, it ends up being the same thing. Mm. And that's the issue. Because both WZ and Handshakers were I think it's a passion animes. project that the guy who put it forward didn't actually get to perfect. I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, but the obsession with the hands... <laughs> I mean, actually, hands are really important, and it's a common theme through a lot of Clamp's works, actually. So are eyes. Mm. Anyway, weird. Yeah. But, but look, I mean, yeah. th- this. Ugh. Look, I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes because while Go Hands, when they do stuff on their own, isn't very good, the stuff they have been involved in as second and first animator groups have been great. They've been involved in like Neon Genesis. Okay. Um, they've been involved in Black Lagoon. Um, there's oh. a lot. I mean, that's a, a long lot. time ago. But I look. I'm excited for it, but I'm now I'm scared. Um, but I will I'll like I'll run you through what the um, the yeah, summary yeah. of Tokyo Babylon is, and just for imagine a small Loz, a young weeb, and walking into our really like old Perth um, that doesn't even exist anymore, Tokyo Underground um, oh. store, oh. and there's like all of the manga volumes of Tokyo Babylon were sitting in like a bargain bin, and I was like <gasps> I could get that for me, and so I, with my little pocket monies, and I and I bought the manga, and it was so important to me, and it kicks of my love of clamp i'm like obsessed with clamp i've collected all of their works even like out of print um art books and stuff like that as well so this is very important to me um and this is the summary so it's 1991 which is the year i was born great year Um, oh she's so young (laughs) oh shut up (laughs) and it's the last days of japan's bubble economy money and elegance run through the streets so it's basically Japan's bubbles uh, has burst and it's kind of going down the toilet a bit. Mm-hmm. It's, people were used to success and now it's running low. People are running low on money and Japan's not doing great. Um, so do the current of darkness between Japan kind of run underneath uh, the streets and there's all these evil spirits running mm. about and people are depressed because of the economy bust as well. Mm. So there's people who are talented in the spirit arts called omnyoji. Omnyoji? Omiyoji? Yeah, look, it's Omiyoji? that it's that word that you're a spirit occultist. Um, uh. And you're basically someone who combats evil spirits that come around when people like are depressed or angry and such like that as well. And the teenage heir to the Sumeraki clan is Subaru. And he's got his um, Hokuto, who's his twin sister. And it's also their friend, who's Seshiro. And they basically fight these bad spirits together. 
and they're all tied into this twisted fate, very red string of fate kind of stuff. Mm, very mm. cool. Intriguing. But yeah, look, I'll be interested to see how this come, uh, this ends up in 2021. I mean, it's it's crazy to be saying that, isn't it? Because it feels like it was only yesterday that we were start talking about the start of 2020. I'm excited for 2021. Let's do 2020 again. It'll be the first time we do 2020. <laughs> so it'll be 2020 the, the first. 2020's first annual birthday. Yes, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> we'll override the first it's, one. So it's just going to be kind of like how hotels don't have a 13th floor because it's bad luck. So <laughs> yeah, just yeah skip exactly. It. Uh, sure, neither sure. neither do ships, actually, for that no. matter. So there you go. Um, but yes, look, that's, um, that's what we're talking about, at least for this one but let's talk about the other news well the other things that have been making news this fortnight well i'm afraid we have to start with some bad news for anime fans in texas the anime frontier convention has been delayed again this time until december 2021 the new convention which is powered by crunchyroll was originally scheduled for this may before being pushed back 12 months but with the ongoing pandemic the organizers have decided to move the convention again as conditions in the united states have worsened as with almost every event delayed by covid tickets are transferable to the new event or a refund request can be made Straight over to Netflix, and a lot has been announced by the streaming giant this fortnight. Netflix have announced several major partnerships with a swath of new anime studios, including Mappa, Science Saru, Studio Naz, and South Korean studio Mer, adding to their ever-growing list of anime partners, meaning more projects are on the way. Alongside these new agreements, there's also been plenty of announcements from their 2020 anime festival this week, all slated for release in 2021. The first look at the upcoming Godzilla Singular Point anime series is out, giving us a much better idea of how this hybrid anime is going to look. JC staff have unveiled the first artwork for the upcoming adaptation of Ono Kosuki's Way of the House Husband. David Productions have given us a look at the new Spriggan anime series, and Polygon Pictures' CG-style take on Pacific Rim The Black has also been confirmed, with franchise owners Legendary Entertainment also on board. Also announced at the event, the fourth arc of the Wit Studios Great Pretender series will land on the service outside of Japan on November 25th, with episodes 15 to 23 bringing the series to an end. Let's talk about some wider anime announcements. The Pokemon Twilight Wings short-form anime will be getting a new episode this November on their YouTube channel called The Gathering of Stars. Not much is known about the content yet, but it may be to do with the recent expansions released for the Pokemon Sword and Shield games in which the anime is set. A new season of World Trigger is also in the works, with a returning cast and crew on board and a new series director, Hatano Moroi. The franchise's third series will air from January 9 in Japan. And of all the things we weren't expecting in 2020, a new Hetalia anime is on the way, along with the manga resuming and a new manga in the works. The Hetalia World Stars manga is inspiring the new anime, planned for spring 2021, with a full returning cast at Studio Dean. Heading to the bookshelves, Rap Battle Idol series Hypnosis Mike is getting three new manga titles launching in January, following on from the franchise's previous entries. One of the new mangas will focus on the creation of the division, and the other two appearing to focus on several of the crews. Fans of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid can look forward to a new spin-off series from November 25th, with a new manga series focusing on the otaku dragon Fafnir. And if you've been waiting and waiting for a JoJo manga announcement from Viz Media, we've got some great news. Viz Media has confirmed it will be releasing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Golden Wind, in digital and hardcover print starting summer 2021. 
And in dub news, Funimation have announced dubs are in the work for several of this season's animes. Salt Lily Bouquet, Our Last Crusade, Yashahime, and The Day I Became a God are all in the works with a full cast list on the Funimation website. And that's your anime news for the week ending November 1st, 2020. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. We're starting off in a very family-friendly location for this episode today. A very soft, sweet, fua-fua place. A very fua-fua place. Yeah. It's very lovely. Um, this is, I'm going to probably say this wrong, but Yumiero Patissiere. That's probably how you pronounce it. Oh, nailed it. I'm going to say you marry a patisserie because I'm a bad person. I don't know. That's definitely not patisserie. Look. <laughs> shut up, Kyle. <laughs> Fine. Every, okay, well, every time I say you marry a patisserie, you can just blank that out and mm-hmm. then you can either put like a beep or you can just have yourself <laughs> saying it in the fancy French. It's, defi- it's definitely supposed to be You marry a patisserie. You marry a patisserie. Hon Hon Baguette. Hon Hon Baguette. Yep, that's great. I did French in primary school like most of us and that's it. You did French in primary school? What did you do? Indonesian. Indonesian. Oh, that's so much better. No, it isn't. No, it wasn't because the teachers were terrible. Yeah, but like Australia's right next to Indonesia. That makes more Mm. sense. What am I going to do with French? Don't get me wrong. It did make sense, but it wasn't done well. Mm. So, look, let's talk about this. So, this is about... (laughs) A girl who works in a patisserie. Um, It is not about that at all, but you clearly didn't do your homework, Carl. No, no, I'm (laughs) just taking the mickey. So (laughs) this was originally a manga from 2008 to 2013, 12 Hmm. volumes, uh, about five chapters of volume, which means this was a monthly manga. And um, that was created by Natsumi Matsumoto. Uh, the anime was done by Studio Perot and Studio Hibari. Big anime too. Full 50 episode thing. Yeah, full 50 episodes. With a 13 episode sequel. Uh-huh. Oh. And it was originally in uh, Ribbon Magazine, which is a huge shoujo yeah. girls magazine. So yeah, very, very big. Now, you've probably heard of Studio Perot. That's Naruto, Bleach, Great Teacher on Azoki, Black Clover, pretty much most shonen and shows. And ghost stories. Oh <laughs> no, no. It returns. It is back. <laughs> From the grave. <laughs> Just in time for Halloween. Um, Studio Hibari, you might not have heard of them Never mostly a support them. studio but they actually worked on Nausicaa oh. Kiki's Delivery Service what? Major Season 1 to 3 and their original series Sumomomomomomomomomomo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I did watch and ended up going no what? <laughs> yep it's a very strange one um, but mm. Studio Hibari mostly do support and my understanding was that in this case they were there with Pierre uh, Perrault I can work Pierrot. Piero. Piero. Studio Piero. Piero. Just, just French. Hon, hon, hon. So, you marry your patissier, Studio Piero. There we go. Cool. I got that one. Piero. Again, I'm just going to butcher just, everything. Just butcher everything. But look, this is um, this is really sweet. This Both is an adorable show. in sugar content and soft loveliness. Mm, let's take and it is designed to be kid-friendly. It's designed to be a show that kids can watch. It's something that, to be honest, I'm really surprised four kids didn't grab. Yeah, this would have been a really good pickup to put on like Toonami or something like that because it is um, a really like friendly, bubbly show. Mm. But uh, I don't know. It has kind of like undertones of Food Wars without mm. the... Uh, this did Food Wars yeah. before Food Wars did Food Wars. Exactly. Without Food Wars, Food Wars. In, dun, dun, in a dun. G rating. Without, yeah, it's a mm. G rated yes, kind of food. Absolutely. They have that whole kind of like, uh, there's the stakes of winning the grand contests and stuff like that. Mm. 
but it's they are baking delicious and pretty pretty cakes. little cakes. Yeah. Okay, so this show is it's just super sweet. It's overly saccharine, like very prime mm. example of that two thousands like anime style. So huge, huge eyes. Like where the mm. eyes take up half of the face. Um, like fluttering rose petals everywhere. Like soft color palette. Um, it's a, just a very classic shoujo. And even that manga really embraced that look with the yeah. eyes. With like those huge eyes, the small mouth. Like the eye takes the eyes take up half of the face. Yeah, yeah classic well, From shoujo. kind of like that more innocent age of anime, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Oh, back in the day. Back in the day. Before the we, Fire Nation. Because you know, we went... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we went, you know, really hard with Berserk and Neon Genesis and then we went no let's go back to Innocence for a while <laughs> well, like, I feel a lot of shows that like a lot of anime coming out now goes for a realist style mm. like we don't see a lot of that uh, docky docky kind of yeah, really cutesy look anymore um, so yeah it's kind of it's very nostalgic for me but mm. if you haven't seen a lot of shows like that you might be like what's up with her eyes why is it so cute anyway but and to it's that I say sweet. to you that's generationalist. That's ge- <laughs> you just don't understand. You just don't understand my generation, man. But if you like, um, if you're looking for a cute show to wash away like life's problems, um, you might want to try something like this. If you enjoyed coming of age stories that base mm. around like a middle school or high school girl like Sailor Moon, Cardcaptor Sakura, or like Shugo Chara. Sailor Moon. I was going to say feels Sailor a, Moon. Feels like it that. looks like that. Yeah, yes, it's it kind does. of got that similar kind of. A girl's going on a journey in some way, whether that she's going through cooking school or she's uh, becoming Sailor Moon and saving the world. Except that she's not as bad as Sailor Moon. Well, look, like I think something that is really quintessential for a lot of shoujo protagonists, and let's go with yeah, Cardcaptor Sakura, Sailor Moon, Sugar Char, and Yumario Patisserie, is all of those girls have in common at. And it's the same thing as a lot of shonen protagonists as well. They'll be, inverted commas, just a normal middle schooler. And they mm. don't have a lot to, you know, they're not very good at a lot of things. But like they're clumsy. Wanna, a little clumsy, yeah. but, you know, they want to try their best. The and kind of girl that would run to school with a piece of a piece toast, of toast in, in her, her mouth. mouth. Because she's a bit late because she's a little scatterbrain. for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Halloween, but these are sweet and cute girls. Sweet. There's no scissors. There's also sweet princes. There are sweet princes, and yeah. Anyway, so we're getting we're getting ahead of we ourselves, ahead but of that ourselves. kind of sweet, kind of um, trying her best, kind of girl protagonist. Um, mm. But it's mixed with the food wars style of the culinary academy. So as opposed to food wars, where they kind of fight with uh, whoever wins the the food battle and makes the best dish, mm. they get to in, in the shokugeki, they get to win, and the other person gets expelled. This is obviously a lot more chill, and it's just like a competition um, between, you know, classmates and then eventually, like, it's an international competition as well and it's all very supportive and lovely. But So, what- essentially, this is mm. like that reality TV show Nailed It where no. they try to make cake and fail. No, because they don't <laughs> fail. Because, oh, they, okay. because the reason why, the reason why they don't fail, I'm going to give you a, a rundown of the... Uh, of the plot and you you can you can re- jump in when you some- say something's a bit weird and you're like what's up with that Laura I'll okay. tell you in a sec so it follows Ichigo who's your usual kind of shoujo protagonist as I was saying she's in middle school she has no real talents but she has big dreams she wants to be able to make the perfect strawberry tart just like her grandmother once made her it's the type of tart that can make you smile make everyone else smile and kind of wash away your worries uh, one day Ichigo stumbles upon a sweets festival where she meets the beautiful Henry or Henry 
Henry uh, sensei who says, well, you've got a great sense of taste and you might be the granddaughter of this amazing person. Wait, so, and so sorry, what? is no, he no, French? No, 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 we're not with this. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> this is the most basic. Yes, he is French. Um, and he basically says, you know, you should come to St. Marie Academy where you should become a pastry chef. And she's like, okay, let's do that. So she does that and she goes there and she immediately gets put in the top tier class with all of the pretty boys, the Mm. sweets princes, because they're amazing. And she's like, wait, I don't know how to cook. I'm here to learn how to cook. I don't know Mm. the first thing about making cakes. So what happens next, guys? Oh, let me guess that it it becomes a reverse harem. No. What's your guess? I'm still stuck on the French Henry's guy being hon, hon, honry. Um, be- no. Before we do move Both on, wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, before we continue. do continue, just going back to the, I would like to compare the difference to how you've put a synopsis compared to the way Mal wrote it. My anime list. Well, the I haven't first... got to the best bit. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Mal and my anime list's opening line is: aside from her deep passion for eating cake, she does have a deep passion <laughs> for cake. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Okay, and she's got a deep passion for cake, mm-hmm. and that's another big drive. You know, she wants to become a great pastry chef that can make other people smile and she can't do that because she doesn't know anything about making cakes so she she prays to the statue that's in front of the school and says a dear sweet spirit lady please give me the strength to make cakes and it replies i need a blood sacrifice and it replies by giving her a fairy Uh, and so she gets a fairy companion and she gets a, a called oh. vanilla, and she's got it's, it's very similar to Shugo Chara. I was going to say this is reminding me of Shugo Chara, and a lot yeah. of Shugo other Chara kind of like probably. animal companions in like Precure and stuff like that as well, or like <laughs> Luna and Sailor Moon. So she gets her little fairy called Vanilla, who's this cute little pink fairy, and she helps teach her how to make things. Well, but you know they say Vanilla is the finest of the flavors. It is, but it's also it's really sweet because the fairies don't do it for her, like in Lakota de Oro, which is another thing where a shoujo protagonist has no talent, but then the fairy gives her magical violin powers and all of a sudden she can make music <laughs> that's a wild show yeah. but the fairy basically <laughs> teaches her what to do and then she has to get there on her own merit like she has hmm. to try hard so i really like this show because it's about ichigo like trying her best um, yeah because a, a, lo- a lot of the shows that we see um hmm. it's a case of, you know you've been imbued with my power yeah have and some it's, power it's and not now a, you're great. it's not about your own growth it's about the focus on you know be hmm. you know someone's going to come along and make your life great yeah, yeah. take uh, some of the classics like uh Say Naruto, it's like, you know, someone could identify with Naruto on his character or for his beliefs, but oh yeah, by the way, he's like a, you know, he has superpowers. This sort of more appeals I'd say Ichigo to... from Bleach is probably I would say Ichigo example. from Bleach is probably ah. better example, yeah. Because um, Naruto at least has to work for that. Yeah. He has to go through a lot. Mm. Poor but baby. it's like, this, this one is, she's getting guidance yes. from the supernatural, but... It's still her own two hands. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And There's it's very nice sweet. I like that. There's like a um, friendly rivalry between her and like the school's blonde prince. And he immediately is like, oh, we are useless. You'd have no idea what you're doing. But through her hard work and determination, you know, eventually feelings form. And it's very soft and very darling. What a charmer. It's yeah. very lovely. You're not very good. You're not good at anything. <laughs> you're not good at anything. Oh, my Barker. God. He was he was nagging her. <laughs> he was nagging her, literally. Basically. But, you know, that's how it goes. And it's, it's very sweet. It's I actually... Thoroughly enjoyed this show. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, I, when I first watched it, like, a few years ago, I watched all 50 episodes and I really had a good time because mm. it does, like, the story does travel over time, the characters grow. And when you finish the series at 50 episodes, you're like, wow, they actually got 
somewhere. It's not just like a lot of shoujo series that just uh. they're, they're in the same place when they finish. Like the boy and the girl still aren't together and they haven't changed at all. But they grew a little closer. As just friends. a little as yeah. friends. Whereas this actually goes somewhere. And there is a sequel that's like uh, got a bit of time skip that's set after they graduate. And that's really cool as well. Oh, so wow. yeah, I really like this show. Yeah. If you like the idea of Shokugeki no Soma or Food Wars, but you don't like the... Um, Gasms. Food, food gasms. If, if you if you were looking for something that you can watch without your partner feeling uncomfortable or your kids walking in and going, <laughs> what are you parents. watching? Well, this is actually a really good show for kids because they do teach you how to make the things as well. Like you actually oh. learn about all these different, in particular, like a lot of French um, uh, types of baking and stuff like that as well. So you do actually learn about how to cook sweets. We do but like an anime that does us and educate. It, it sounds educate. like we probably should have used this for the next episode a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, no. But we um, don't have we, any cooking fairies. We don't have any cooking fairies, but we will get to that um, at the end of the show. So, look, this is um, where, where can you actually watch Miro Patisserie? Because I believe it was yeah. Crunchyroll originally, but now it seems like it's restricted to only certain regions. Yeah, I was really disappointed to find out that this and the other show I'm talking about later is actually really hard to find, and I'm really bummed about it. Like, you can buy it in America from um, Sentai, I think. Yeah. And it is on American Crunchyroll, but. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry, guys. It's actually yeah. kind of difficult to find, and I was really bummed about it. I managed to find it on YouTube, hmm. but you know, please don't sue us. I guess <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not promoting anything. Yeah, something um, like this will take a bit of a digging. Sorry about that, listeners. It's yeah. Yeah, we generally we like to tell you guys where we find these things for streaming. Mm. And yeah, and yeah. I mean, you, if if you do know somewhere we can watch it, please drop it in the comments. Um, because we did do a bit of a search, but when we're, we're human, we're not infallible. We yeah. might have missed something pretty simple. You mm. can buy um, it. You can buy it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's it's easy to purchase, but in terms of streaming, it's actually quite difficult. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should probably uh, move on to the next one, and this is also quite sugary, but for a different reason. And you might get a hint from this. <laughs> Wi-Fi Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. Now this one's a classic. I remember you being absolutely taken by this one, Carl. Still obsessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Manga still isn't translated. What? Yep. It was being it was being fan translated for a while there, and they got up to like chapter I think like ten from the end. And then some other fan subber came along and started doing it from the end back. And everyone just was like, but now we know the end. Why are uh. you doing this? Um, Wait, they started at the last chapter yep. and went backwards. I've never heard of that. Yep, it's, That's it's never happened heard of to it happens to a few um, ones, and it's normally when um, someone decides to start fan subbing a manga because they're annoyed that the current subbers aren't doing it quick enough because it's all been released. Again, please, please don't sue us, guys. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> well, it hasn't got an English release. We are talking about the Gashi Kashi. Um, a little bit of candy, as it uh, means. It's got 186 chapters in the manga, ran from 2014 to 2018, and it was written by Kotoyama. That's just their pen name. They don't have any other name, just they are the Kotoyama. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, it ran in Shonen Sundays, and um, it's if you probably would have seen um, some of the characters pop up uh, around 2016. It would have yeah, been. I remember seeing it. Um, I never watched with it. With crazy circular eyes and very a very different look. Um, now this is literally a series about Japanese candy. So Degashi is the Japanese 
cheap treats. Now, um, if you grew up in Australia, and I suspect we had this in America and the UK as well, if memory serves me right, you might remember being able to go down to like your local deli and there'd be like a vast selection of treats, which were maybe five or ten cents Oh my each. gosh, yes. those red clouds for like five cents. Exactly. Oh, we had the tuck shop. Everyone would go there yeah. after school and say, I'll have like... 50 cents worth of cobbers, 50 cents worth of red clouds, a couple of rainbow straps. Yeah, yeah. yes. Exactly. And this is something that seems to have been a universal idea around the world through Cute. candy. But the way it evolved in Japan was a dedicated store, which was a Degashi store. And Degashi literally means cheap candy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And this is all about a Degashi shop in the country. So in the countryside stands a sweet shop run by the Shikada family for nine generations. It's Shikada Degashi. Shikada, Shikada. Old store. Mm -hmm. A small business selling traditional Japanese candy. However, despite the father's plea, Kokonatsu Shikada, his name is Kokonatsu, and everyone just calls him Coconuts. Coconut? He's an aspiring manga artist and refuses to inherit the family business from his father because he wants to tread his own path. Now, this all starts to change when Hotaro Shidare arrives. She is the heir to the famous Shidare Sweets Company, a major sweets manufacturer in Japan. Hotaru is in search of Kokonatsu's father, who's known as Yo, and the goal is to bring him back to work for her family's company to develop sweets because of his knowledge. And while Yo initially refuses, he says he'll change his mind if Hotaru can convince Coconuts to take over the shop. Oh my god. And so Hotaru's mission to enlighten the boy on the true joys of delicious and nostalgic Tagashi begins. Aww. And it's really sweet. That's um, really cute. That's really different to what I thought it was. I thought mm. it was just like cute i thought it was one of those um kind of four coma style like cute girls mm-hmm. doing cute things just kind of eating candy but no. that, sh- that actually has a lot of story and substance That's yeah cool. and th- th- this is the thing as well it's like a, it's from a proper manga it's not mm. a four coma manga either mm. even though they do have occasional four coma ones and each chapter of the manga all 186 of them focus on a specific degashi Oh, so cool. it is promoting it, but there is still an underlying story. So kind of imagine sort of like an entire episode talking about the origin of the Red Cloud candy. I'd watch mm-hmm. that. I would do, and I did. And <laughs> I, I watched two seasons of it. But this was something a little strange. So I don't know what happened between 2016 and 2018. There are two seasons of this show. Mm. Uh, the first season in 2016 was created by Studio Feel. It ran for 12 episodes, 25-minute episodes of mm-hmm. pop. Um Pretty big animation budget. Looked really nice. Then in 2018, season two came out. 12-minute episodes. Oh. Done by Tezka Productions. Huh. Production quality substantially lower. And that's unusual for Tezka. I mean, it wasn't that the quality was lower. It was just... I mean, I shouldn't say it was lower. It was just very... Different. Different. It didn't seem like they brought the cast along. So the character designs were slightly different. So I wonder if something happened. I swear I remember reading Somebody Died. And I can't remember what... I'm I'm actually trying to figure... I'm trying to Google it right now. But but um, somebody did pass away and I can't remember who it was. The the thing is, is that at this point in the story, they already had all the content they needed. Mm. And they skipped a load of content for season two to focus on... Because obviously... You know, they did 150 chapters of them just talking about, mm. about candy. And while the story was moving, it wasn't moving much. Yeah, and then the 25 chapters following that, the story does accelerate. Yeah, one of the things I couldn't really uh, like get into it as much as you did with it was that the actual main plot about uh, the two character kind of uh, you know interacting, uh, who's who's going to sort of like will their way out of mm-hmm. doing what the other one wants is. The story seemed very inconsequential next to the advertising of the candy, which hmm. 
I feel like that's what this was all about. Once once again, this was doing us an educate. Exactly. <laughs> this whole sep- this, ep- this episode should have been what but has Japan taught us. But so yeah, and but the second season was a bit more focused on the actual it was. plot and the drama and the character interaction. So in season one, um, each episode was kind of split into three parts, um, and covering each each part covered a chapter. So you'd get three candy per episode, um, and this was great for groups like um, Tokyo Treat, which is why we mentioned them because they did Dagashi Kashi boxes. Yeah. Yes. Which Cute. were the ep- you know you go this is episode one to three and you inside it it has all of the candy oh, from that's it. So fun. Um, and I can't remember what the other company was, but there was another one who you can order Japanese um, sweets and lollies through as well that hmm. did the same. Just remember it was a very bright orange website. Um, but uh, yeah, I know um, bright orange. You would have thought. <laughs> um, but the the second season um, was a lot more focused on the character interactions, and to be honest, because it had the shorter runtime, the episodes felt more focused. Um, whereas, as much as I love that first season, sometimes it did drag on a little bit because you watched a whole episode, you've watched three segments essentially, and felt like not much has happened. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's kind of what my like. That's what I thought it was like a very mm. slice of life. And as much as I really like some slice of life shows, I find them difficult to be like, I'm going to sit down and watch this. Mm. Like yeah. uh, um, our days at the breakwater that was last season. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed what I watched of it, but I have no desire to watch any more of it because like, it kind of not a lot happens. Yeah. yeah. I want to say uh, Asamonga Dio and Lucky Star is another two, which are just like that. Just sort mm-hmm. of like mind numbingly slice of life chill. Well, they're, yeah. they're also under the umbrella of cute girls doing cute things. Exactly. That kind yeah, of slice yeah. of life. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that, that that's kind of the thing. Like, I mean, it depends on what you're looking for in an anime. And for some of you, this will be a really good show if you haven't seen it because it'll introduce you to a culture of Japan's, you know, this Japan sweet culture, um, which has been explored in like some Netflix shows like Kentaro, Sweet Tooth, Salary mm-hmm. Man, and so on. But this is very much focused on a very traditional part of Japan, Japan, Japan's <laughs> culture. And I've a very, got words. a very personal piece, you'd say, because like this would be something that every kid would go and sort of get into after school. They'd have their oh, specific yeah. favourite. And actually, there was an episode. Just it's coming back to me now. Um, she was showing them a toy that would come with candy called mm. a Begoma. Mm. Which sounds like a Beyblade because it's <laughs> the predecessor of the, the Beyblade. Cool. It is the original kind of spinning top toy that you'd get. Yeah. Well, I also remember when they were talking. Like, it go- does go a little bit like um, Scrub style comedy. Um, if anyone, for for those who have seen Scrubs, um, you know, it, it kind of goes a little bit strange. And they're talking about like the whistle candy, and it's like you know, whistle oh, gum yeah, wasn't very was so good. Fun. And then it's like you know, but then you know, Big Brother Whistle came over and he showed us how to do it. And <laughs> And it's like this, you know, thing going, you can do it. And there's these two whistle candies. And you're like, what am I watching? Yeah, she's <laughs> anthropomorphizing it to try to like hype it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as a person who did not grow up in Japan and mm. enjoys the Japanese candies when mm-hmm. I can get them from across the pond, uh, why should I watch this? Because if I haven't got the nostalgia for any of the candy itself, mm. am I still going to get anything? a lot out oh of it. yeah because okay, <laughs> yeah. it, it's very entertaining even though um especially that first season not a lot happens in the character develop well mm-hmm. the characters do develop like it does do that but it's once again it's you know the first three episodes build the plot and the last two episodes rush it to its end sort of thing mm. that we've seen a lot and everything that's in the middle kind of is non-consequential um but it will teach you a lot about how japan considering they were isolated from a lot of the world in the 1800s 
went about making uh, candies and manufacturing these sort of things completely differently from the rest of the world. Yeah, because uh, mm. like it's, it's the educational part. These days they have like Kit Kats. You have every yeah. flavor. They are sort of like something from overseas, which they've then turned into like yeah. a major industry. They get like Mars bars and McDonald's and stuff like that. But before they were like mm. trading in ideas and stuff like that, they had their own well, thing going. Like a prime example, I didn't actually realize that um, in Spirited Away, the little sugar candies which would be given to the suit spirits. Competo. Yes. I didn't know that that was actually a real thing. I thought it was something they made for the show. No, that's a traditional Japanese yeah. water candy. And it kind of ties that whole spiritual world into the real world. Mm-hmm. In in that part of the movie as well. It's just like, that's familiar. Yeah. Just on Competo, like another Clamp series that no one knows about unless you're a big Clamp fan is a, is a show called Cobato. Mm. And like Competo are like a, also used in that way as not just candy, but they're like the little essence of spirit that mm-hmm. like people mm-hmm. give out when they're happy and she has to go around and collect all the like Competo and like make people happy and it's really cute. That's really cute. Now th- this, um, around the same time there was another, I mean, we, we won't go into this one in depth, but Kenny, you've got one that um, was similar style. No, it's that, but the main character of uh, Degashi Kashi, ah, Hataru. The crossover. She appears in a different anime. She does, really? by the same studio. Yes, there is an anime called Takunomi, which is about... Uh, it's about a bunch of young women who are living in Tokyo together in a share house. They're, they're in a share house. They're working women. They uh, you know, work their office jobs and stuff like that. And the anime is about when they come home from their office job, they like to have a drink. They like to have a lot of cocktails. They like to have I'm a so lot of cocktails. This. They make up cocktails. It it's... actually taught me how to quickly cool a cocktail. Anime teaches us once anime again. Anime teaches again. us once again. Yeah. But it's that one of them was talking about where she learned one. And yeah. she learned it from Hotaru, allegedly. In a Degashi Kashi <laughs> store. Degashi. Uh, sorry, Degashi so store. Yeah. Okay, like, so it's kind Hot- of like a side story. Yeah, but it's not actually connected. But, but for some reason, I think I it know, must Kyle. have been referenced. I think they are connected. I think this is the beginning of the anime cinematic universe. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you mean fate. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Nope. Nope. So look, Degashi Kashi is on most of the Funimation services last time I checked. I'd be very surprised if it's not because it does have a dub. Um, but we can highly recommend checking it out. Um, but that does bring us to our third and final one. And it has a bit of a yeasty texture, I might oh say. <laughs> is that the wrong phrase That's to use? That's the wrong yes. phrase. <laughs> okay, bread. We're talking about bread. That's <laughs> Wi-Fi radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalog. So, just to be clear, we're not talking about a baker. Uh, we're talking about uh, a bakery, antique bakery. We are not talking about a brewery or anything okay. else that could be misconstrued. I'm just as. gonna make a a decision for the team, and that is Kyle, you're fired. <laughs> Kenny and I run the podcast now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all not over. Us. It's you. <laughs> You are banned. I'm banned. All right, so let's talk um, Antique Bakery. This is a shoujo comedy Shonen Eye series. Correct. Um, Came out in 2008. Yeah, so it's quite early on for the Shonen Eye genre. Yeah. Kind of another like mid 2000s go. Um, Antique Bakery is an older boys' love manga. And if you're old like me and you're reading boys' love in the mid uh, 2000s, um, Antique Bakery was a pretty big name, particularly for a lot of Western readers. It was one of the first kind of, it's Mm. not the first, but it was one of those. One um, of the more accessible ones at that time. Yeah, it was actually 
printed for, for one. It was available in English. And um, the mm. mangaka Fumi Yoshinaga, she is quite prolific in BL and she's written a lot of it. Um, mm. Now, when I say boys love, obviously that means it's a story which centers around a homosexual romance between men. It's mm-hmm. a big gay. Um, it's a big gay. It's yeah, a big absolutely. Gay. Yeah. Um, but I think like Antique Bakery, calling it a BL doesn't really seem that right because it's not focused on the romance it's more yeah. just like about the drama about the characters one of them happens to be gay so eh. oh so is in um is in the main character mm. is not a love story is oh okay so it's no. not a love story okay yeah and i think a lot of people like look at antique bakery and they think okay it's by fumi sensei and it's uh, it's bl and it's also printed by digital manga which does all the bl uh, printing for western readers um and you think mm. oh, okay it's it's going to be a love story it's actually not it's a character focused drama about um, the four main characters, the four mm. main men, and one of them is a extremely gay um, pastry mm. chef. Um, one of them is the guy who runs the bakery, who is extremely straight, mm. um, and one of them is a, a a boxer who is had to oh. quit boxing because he because of an injury and he couldn't find another job so now he's a pastry assistant because he loves eating desserts oh i, I was gonna say maybe he enjoyed like you know they, they were like we need to you know um get all the gas out of this bread so he punches it or something like that <laughs> i'm gonna you know? punch the heck out of this joe <laughs> no pretty much like the, that'd be like a good skill the um the guy who tachibana who runs the bakery is like i want a cute girl to be like the server for our bakery and then he, the boxer walks in and he's like, hi, I'm looking for work. And um, the Ono, who's the um, very queer um, pastry chef, is like, hey, like, try this. Like, w- tell me what you think because this guy, Tachibana, doesn't like desserts. So I need someone to appreciate my desserts. And then they hire him because he cares about it. Um, and then there's um, Chikage, who's um, a friend of Tachibana. And so it's kind of the the relationships that they build between them. And it's interesting, you've got a bit of a backstory between Tachibana and Ono because Mm. Ono originally confessed to Tachibana in high school and Tachibana said, "Uh, no, thank you, you're gay and that's gross, which is not nice. Very very common at that time. Yeah, and I do want to touch on that. Um, And then so... And when they come back together as adults, they're in their 30s now, so all these characters are quite older. Um... I say older when, you know, we're old 30s, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's it, it's a you're, you're, story then, for then older people. I was going to say, it's not kids in high school. No. This is adults in the real world. Yeah, so they've yeah. kind of gone through s- stuff and they've all got their baggage as well. So mm. Ono's got that, but also Tachibana has this like tragic backstory where he was like kidnapped as a child and there's all this melodrama there. Um, there are three different ways you can consume Antique Bakery. Um, there is the original manga. There's the anime. I, I would like it on rye. On rye? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sourdough maybe, Kenny. What do you reckon? Uh, you're, you're, you're after something like... I, uh, I want an English muffin. Okay, an English muffin. <laughs> well, okay, you can consume the anime, the manga, or the Korean live action, and each of them bring a really different vibe to the now, party. Which one came first? So the manga came first... And then it was the live action, yeah. and then it was the anime. And I found a, a clip from the live action that Kenny and I were watching today, and it's so wild because it's so cheesy. There was like this Aww. musical number. It really what? plays up the gags. It's so it's wild. It's kind of tonally dissonant it's from so the anime. It's like, mm. it's very, very, yeah, like you said, it's festive. It kind of reminds me of uh, Moulin Rouge. I don't want to remember that one. Yeah, it was like oh. real big, um, like, like It's this big kind of show-stopping number. The editing for it was great. Yeah, it was really mm. fun. Nice. But um, so, for example, the scene that they were singing about was the scene 
that I was kind of just describing where mm. Ono's like, Tachibana, you know nothing about cakes. And he's like, well, if you're going to, if you want to make money from this bakery, you're going to have to learn all these cakes. So, so I will stay up all night. Yeah. And then I'm just imagining it. Well. Yeah, so they stay up all night <laughs> like <wrong>. studying. <laughs> and in the, in the live action, there's literally that. And there's like the singing cakes and it's basically like Beauty and the Beast, like be my guest kind of style, like whoa, whoa, whoa. plates just everywhere. Go back there, singing cakes, as in the actual cakes themselves sing. Uh, no, but there are a lot of showgirls around. Oh, okay. It's yeah, wild. Yeah, it's, that makes sense. Like I said, it's like very, very kind of Moulin Rouge. Very, very now, now, do you want to hear glamoury. something weird about the anime adaptation? So, because let, let's get on to the anime well, before, adaptation. Before, before yeah. we go, yeah, because I just, that scene in the anime, and the anime in general, is very melodramatic. Mm, and yeah. it's very much about Tachibana's like sad, depressing backstory and not really about much else. Like, they mm. kind of miss a lot of the other character interactions. So, I actually don't think the anime is the best way to consume it. Whereas the you, manga you read kind some of. the manga, haven't you? The manga is, yeah, the manga is better. That's what I remember. Mm. Um, but the manga also kind of misses a few things because it's just pacing is kind of weird particularly in the first volume it's almost like hasn't got its feet yet and there's like weird flashbacks without realizing it's a flashback you're like why what am i reading where am i so of the three you would say the movie uh no i I would still say the manga still say the manga but i think it like it is useful to kind of almost have like a wikipedia like i know what's gonna happen in the first volume kind of thing Uh um but yeah i like i went back to watch this because i was really like excited i was like oh cool we're doing like sweets antique Mm -hmm. bakeries are really cute um but more mature kind of something to bring to our table um as opposed to like dagashikashi which more for like teens and like yumeria patisserie which is for kids and so i was like this is another thing we got something for everybody it's not as good as i remember it and i I don't want to people to get angry because i still well, really like it but i think, I think that could be a matter of time as yeah. well this was a this was an earlier one this was 2000 yeah. and 2008 for the anime mm. and i think the live action was like 2006 or yeah five. something like that and like i think the manga ran from 2001 or so yeah it's 2002 right. but yeah. re- regardless like if this was made now there wouldn't so but a lot of the plot with original bl i'm just gonna go on a tangent for a second mm-hmm. is like oh no there's a gay here. Oh, dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. And it's like, that's that entire person's personality. If it was written now in 2020, it's like, and this is our pastry chef. That's it. Actually, it's not, it's yeah. okay that he's gay. It's I mean, not like, actually pr- a whole prime thing. example given. Yeah, the, given. The way that yep. they're introduced, there isn't that, you know, their, their defining characteristic isn't the fact that they're homosexual oh, or, or the in the part of the LGBTQI community. For asking. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you know this is a person, and just because they like someone different from you isn't the core part of their personality. Yeah. It's just like it never was. Yeah. Or, you know? or I can't help but think of uh, Wallace from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is yeah. just a stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's literally what it's like. And I think that that's. I mean, that's very indicative of the time in mm. Japan. Obviously, homosexuality in, in Japan's yeah. a lot harder than it is in the West. We're very grateful for that here where we live mm-hmm. but um it is also from 2000s and i think that's you know that's something there it, as well. it shows it, it let's let's be honest like the way it handles the issues might not have aged well but the heart that's in them has yeah. stayed around i think that kind of goes for a lot of places though yeah, i mean absolutely. even in the west they really didn't know how to write gays in a lot of things i'm thinking uh Will and Grace, and Oy. I don't know if you guys remember this, but House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty, it, it's a pretty bad way to, to showcase the gay community. So yeah, it's, as 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 gays, I feel, I feel people like, have eh. 
the, I, the world has matured on that subject yeah. a little. A little, yeah. So just like keep that in mind when you read this, when you're like, Ono's like, I have the, like, and he's got like almost like the rose petals behind him, like Tamaki from Orin High School's Club. He's <laughs> like, I have the ultimate seduction, like any man I want, I can I can seduce any man. And then Tachibana's like, ah, oh no, not the gays. And it's like, <laughs> guys, come on. All right, move on. Anyway. He's going to use his gay hypnotism powers on me. Oh, but apart no. from that, that's, that's actually, it's really only like a small bit, but because it is at the start, it's kind of it something you run into as like almost like a speed yeah. bump. And then once you get past that, it is just a character driven drama about these four guys that run the bakery together and how they kind of work as like a found family. And it Aww. is really delightful. Yeah, they you do have learn so, about so essentially a, lot of pastry as well. a, a bit of misstepping at the beginning, yeah. but when it gets on, pa- on yeah. track, it's it finds really its wholesome. feet and you do yeah. learn a lot about pastries. Now, <laughs> something, something I found really interesting was that not just one studio did this. Not just two studios did this. What? It was three studios working together well, to make on this the, uh, on the anime. But it's not good. Yeah. So um, too many I, cooks, I, I think. I, yeah, I think. So you had Nippon who did Hunter x Hunter and many of the old animes going back to like 60s. 99 Hunter x mm-hmm. Hunter. Yep, 1990. Yeah. Um, and Synergy SP, who you might know from Initial D. Um, oh, and oh. Beyblade. Yep. That kind of actually Man. does explain yeah. one major um, thing. Also kind of funny, Synergy SP took over for um, Studio Hibari for Major. So Studio Hibari we talked about for um, Yumiaro Patissier. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did season one to three of Major and then Synergy SP took over and did season four to eight. Um, don't know why. And then Shirogumi, who Shirogumi. have... There's only one thing they've done that I know, revisions. Yeah. What uh, is that? Revisions was a Netflix original CG anime last year. It was all right. wasn't amazing. Mm. Um, but they've been in a lot of support roles. So, as you said, too many chefs in the kitchen. Too many cooks. And many it cooks. kind of shows. And it especially yeah, with good. those studios in particular, because there is a glaring element about the anime which just kind of kills it for me. Yeah, it's yeah. the CG backgrounds. The mm. CG backgrounds, the CG foregrounds. Like, uh, I was talking to someone on Reddit about this. There's a point in the anime where you have, you know, the two sort of two characters are sort of walking up the street. It's a nice sort of like wide <laughs> shot. And a CG cat unfurls it's, so its tail and dashes away in the CG oh. foreground with a CG background in these two animated. It looks like who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, it's like two completely <laughs> different wrong. things. It's so wild. Oh. And I think like something else that's really like sad in terms of the anime adaptation is Fumi Sensei's like manga work is beautiful, but it is very much suited to manga. Mm. It's simplistic. It's very like that classic angled kind of boys love look. Mm. Um, they're beautiful uh, drawings and such, but they don't animate well. There's a kind uh. of simplicity to the design of them. Yeah, and that they didn't get that in the anime. Yeah. yeah not they at all. Me- they messed it up. I think it would have benefited, honestly, if they had not gone with a CG background and made it an equally simplistic, if not more, like, kind of Spartan, perhaps, I, I watercolours. Never, I never thought... I would not, love that. The watercolour would be nice, That'd but be I never thought a CG background would do us wrong. Da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> said every studio ever, Look, pretty much. We're, we're trying to be nice to CG. It's getting better. It's Look, getting better now, think, but back then, definitely not. I think at that point, because they were so excited about how they did it with Initial D and stuff... And it does look pretty good in the opening of the anime. I'm not going to lie. It has a very kind of stylistic element to it. But... Did you you enjoy the story, though? Did you enjoy the characters? The characters themselves, their chemistry is great. They actually Mm. really play off well together. They have, like, very very polarizing personalities, which is perfect for them. It's fun. Would you say it's a good mix? That there's more to the batter than meets the Uh. eye? 
that they're that filled land. with no. tasteful Your souffle ideas. is deflated. Kyle, fired. <laughs> Again, no. Well, uh, uh, and on that bombshell, this cake does not rise. <laughs> we do need to uh, finish up here. We'll be right back after this. Yes, that is where we need to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Next episode, has anime ever taught you something? Yes, like uh, even today we were talking about things that we've learned. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm. Are we talking uh, philosophically or more instructional? Either. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you, Dr. Stone. I can now make fireworks. No. Kyle, no. What have you done? Kenny. Kenny, don't run with fireworks. No. Well, uh, next time we're going to be sans Kenny. Um, we're talking about anime that teaches you something or does you an educate, as we love to say. So from instructional stories like Dr. Stone to stories of self-growth, they're in the spotlight and we'll be covering three of them next episode. So please join us. We'd love to hear you in some. Yes, the studio's on fire. I don't know where the extinguisher is. I'm just going to burn with it and... There's no time, we have to get out, but if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button and let your episode. Run right away! And if you'd like to join our Anime Wi-Fi community, don't forget to head over to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for breaking anime news, memes, and videos. You've been listening to Wi-Fi Radio. We're toasty and burnt now. Thank you for joining <laughs> us, and until next time, watch, watch the anime! anime. Happy Halloween!